Hey, all your sh- bullshit. Um, y'all, y'all need to get toilet paper and food because we're about to go into something bad. You know. Hey everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. It is episode 179. This is Jeff. I am fantastic. How about you, Zach? I wear the sweatpants in this podcast family. That's BS. I do. Hey, Andy? No one asked how you're feeling, Jeff. Oh. Scott? I concur with Andy. That's heresy. (laughs) Why did you step on that, Scott? Why did you step on that? I'll we, step on whatever I... Apparently. Okay, yeah. I hope you step on poo. <laughs> and I, I should just say, stepper. we yeah. have a very special person waiting in the queue, uh, but I, I must mention, I am wearing sweatpants. Yes, I thought I was going to have a friend in Jesus by the name of <laughs> Jeff Pearson. I was not going to wear my Nebraska sweatpants this morning. If you're a newish <laughs> listener... Sorry, not this morning, this evening. If you ran into Jeff on the street... Uh, you could flip a coin on the day that he might look like a homeless individual with the baggiest of gray sweatpants. And I'm wearing some sweatpants, and I thought I would have a brother in you. Well, <laughs> well, you pulled him up to uh, yeah. like the, your knees, though. What's going on there? Oh, it's a little, I'm just keeping yeah. it cool. You know, yeah. keep those calves cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. Everyone knows most of the heat comes, most of the out, heat of your comes calves. out of my calves. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Wait, Andy, are you eating, I'm eating pizza, pizza right now? Oh, my God. Is this the first pizza ever eaten on the podcast? Yeah. yeah. It possibly. Mm. And maybe the last. I don't remember ever eating pizza on the podcast. Mouth I, noises. By a show of hands, who likes mouth noises on a microphone? Oh, ASMR. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Whoa, hell. Jeez. Watch H-E double Sorry. hockey sticks. Sorry. Heck yeah. God, you should repent. Some of us still believe in hell, Jeff. Jeff, don't you know that repentance is not part of salvation in oh, the gospel? Okay. Duh. Whoa. All right, Jeff. Shots fired across the bow. Jeff, be the host. Uh, okay. So uh you guys, I would like to uh I would like to if we could open Fail. up in worship. Could we do a song? You have a song for us, Scott? Can we yes. sing a little bit here? Yes. So, ready? Uh, Wait, a which one, one and a two, two and, and a three and a four and a four. Five. <laughs> What's the song? I don't remember what song <laughs> What is happening? Jesus is a friend of mine. All right. I have a friend named Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Uh, what was it? Were you the, split the sea so I can walk right through it. Wow. My the fears are drowned in perfect love. You, you rescue me so I can stand and sing. Is this good pod? I am a child of God. All right, everybody. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, hey, KG. <laughs> Keith, we have Keith Giles. So if you listen to last episode, you know, you know that we talked about KG, Keith Giles. And uh, Zach, there was can you some, give us a little summary? There was a live... Well, we were talking about Keith's article. You're a prolific blog poster, Keith, if I might say. And welcome back to the podcast. This is number three or four, I think. Yeah. We've had like yeah. two or three in person, and now through the magic of the ones and zeros. And, uh, and I, w- I would would like to cut in, Keith, um, you do have at least two blogs a week, and, and Scott... Our uh, you know our Bible theologian here on the podcast like to likes to call it uh, two heresies a week. But yes. let's yes. continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least I would say at least. least. Yeah. They both said at yeah. least they both he, did it. He yeah. affirms it. But yes. we 
So welcome back to the show. Uh, go ahead. What do you got? Oh, I mean, I mean, just it sounded like that you was were, a no, weird transition. No, 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 that was a I, weird transition. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were gonna. No, I thought you were gonna say something. Keith, Wait, Zach, give us a summary. I was of gonna our still last... give him some love for our last episode. We were talking about your blog post uh, entitled "Please Stop Worshiping Jesus," and Keith's yeah. blog can be found at Pathios on their uh, progressive channel, pathoscom slash Christian, I think is what it is. I think it's pathos.hrsy. Okay, I, I yeah. get it, Scott. If you go, if you go to actually, like if you want to go straight to my blog, just go to keithgiles.com and it'll take you. Uh, that is, that's my blog, keithgiles.com, and it goes to the Pathios. Okay, and redirects to the Pathios. And that's probably a better landing spot for your books and your podcasts, yeah. including Heretic Happy Hour and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Thanks for coming yeah, back so on. I did write a blog. I did write a blog called um, "Please Stop Worshiping Jesus," and um, you know, yeah, I kind of got. Got some responses to it, as I expected to. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just was trying to share something that I thought was interesting, and I think it's worth thinking about. Um, you know, I have a, I had a bigger point to make about it. It wasn't just uh, stop worship, worshiping Jesus. I think it was there's hidden in the heresy is actually a really good point that even if you don't agree with my uh, statements in there, where, where I'm coming from, um I think you could agree with the uh, the spirit of what I'm saying about maybe the problem with worshiping Jesus. Okay. Uh, and oh, maybe we'll yeah. talk about that if you want. And I think that's why I'm here. Isn't that what, <laughs> that's what you're Oh, yes. I, I'm I, glad I, you bring that up, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Keith. Funny you say that. It's wait, wait. funny you should mention that. So, Keith, Keith, the reason, the reason that we obviously started off this podcast by singing worship Worshiping Jesus is because last week or whenever we did yep. the latest podcast, yeah, okay, last week that was closer to worship. Let's be honest. We, yes, we. Well, I should say Scott in the middle of the podcast sent you a text, Keith. Do you? What did you say, Scott? What was the exact? Text? I said, "Hi, Keith. Just reviewed your latest article. Quick question: Do you ever worship God slash Jesus in song?" And your reply was. Not anymore. Explain, Keith, mm -hmm. right now before lightning strikes you down. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like uh, Carlton Pearson and Come Sunday when he's brought before the board of elders and the, all the, the bishops. All the bishops are. Uh, we're evicting. We're evicting you from Christianity, Keith. That was Carl Lentz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. Okay. <laughs> taking away. Taking away my, uh, Carl Lentz my, was uh, a different topic. My pin, my Christian pin. All right. I like it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, well, t let's, let's just, I guess, do, let's start with that. So yes, you did, you did text me. You did ask me that question. And I said, not anymore. And probably a little bit based on what I said in your article. I mean, Whoa. Oh, that's Alexa. Oh, we just She's now recording? listening. It's okay. We're good. We got it. Yeah. We were, we have been recording this whole time. Yeah, right? we yes. have. We're all good. Don't worry. <laughs> Zoom just like to, okay, I, good. I'm just doubling it up. It's a technical thing. All right. Yeah, okay. Backup so to anyway, the backup. Where was I? Yes. So, um, yeah, so I answered, I answered that no, not anymore. And the reason why is, um, I, you know, I've just been thinking about this whole idea of worship. I mean, I spent a good long time. I worked for Vineyard Music Group, you know, which is, you know, Vineyard Worship is a pretty big deal. Um, I, I know personally a whole lot of these kind of big Vineyard Worship leaders 
back in the day, um, uh, Scott Underwood, David Roos, and Brian Dirksen, and all those guys, and uh, and and girls, Cindy Cindy uh, Reithmeyer and Rita Springer, and some other really amazing people. I got to you know work with them. I got to know them personally. They're wonderful people. And um, Wendy and I even planted a vineyard church. So, you know, for a time, for a season, I was really into worship. And then I worked for Soul Survivor for a while. And that's where Matt Redman and Tim Hughes came from out of England. And so I got to meet them as well. And so I've, I've, I've worked for and have been really closely associated in my life, in my past, with sort of the worship industry and probably some of the best, best known worship songwriters out there, right? Um, so I love worship. You know what I mean? There's, there is definitely an emotional kind of a hit, like a high you, I get out of being in a corporate worship service oh, and we're singing no, your hands. Emotion, you say emotional, but not a, a, a worship spiritual thing. Like, what well, is that? You didn't let him finish. I mean, yeah, I mean, let him finish. No, geez, I want to cut him off and crucify no, him. No, no, no. Keith, I apologize on behalf of Jeff Pearson, who can't control <laughs> his mouth. Usually I'm the cutter offer. No. Yeah, that's correct. That's okay. Factually exactly. correct. No, that's okay. I mean, yeah, so how do I, I guess, kind of to boil it down, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, yes, it's emotional. I mean, I, I cried, but I mean, at the same time, I would, I would have said it was also spiritual. I felt a connection with God. And emotional um, doesn't during those. Times. I wouldn't say emotional means wrong necessarily. I agree. Exactly. Sure. And I yeah. Agree. I mean, this yeah. Is weird. Exactly. Uh, I don't. I didn't mean. I did definitely did not mean emotional as sort of a exclusive you know, put down or to downplay what's happening uh, during worship services. Because I, I, I'm not against you people using their emotions. What do you, you know, mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> you mean us that, worshipers in well, song? What do you mean, you people, Keith? <laughs> Boy, I just keep stepping in it. Did I say you people? You did say you people. What? What was the? How did I say you people? What do you mean? Derogatorily, derogatorily. Okay. Well, I'm not. I don't. I'm talking about myself. I can have the court reporter read back your words. It's okay. You might, I, I, yes, Your Honor, would you please have them read back? No, sorry, we're having please. fun, Keith. No, we're sorry, having Keith. fun. No, I, no, no, I think no. the, the listeners should know a little bit of how we're making this sausage tonight. Uh, we did get a <laughs> a preamble from Keith about his traveling woes and being up all night. So, well, the, copious amounts of grace will be given, and English is yeah. my second language as well. So, yeah, it will be. No, okay, be so I see. Okay, so Keith, yeah, sorry, see, keep going. What, yeah, and, and so, so I you just want to say also. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I also want to say, since we're all talking about how the sausage is being made, I did, I did tell you guys before we hit record that I got no sleep. I've had, I, this is recording this on a Monday evening and I've been awake since Sunday morning at 7 a.m. So I had no sleep practically, uh, been spent spending time in airports in Tulsa and Dallas, Fort Worth and things like that. So hours and hours with no sleep. So yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm not as mentally. You've just yeah, been you know, pensively, just be. pensively waiting anxiously for this podcast, and you yeah. couldn't sleep. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's couldn't right. wait. It's couldn't so wait. Exciting. So uh, you know, send your excuses to Paul in his uh, prison cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Been, yeah. Three times okay, he so, faced thirty nine uh, lashes. I mean, what? It, <laughs> right. <laughs> so right, so ahead, let's talk about. Let's let's talk about worship for a minute. Let's okay? Do it. okay, let's do it um, again. Like I like I said, I I have a lot of background in worship. I love. I spent a lot of time in worship. I, I it's been a big part of my life for a long, long time. Even when we did house church, 
we spent lots of time singing and worship and things like that. But um, even when even when the scriptures talk about worship, it doesn't really equate it with what we do. It doesn't equate it with singing. It doesn't equate it with um, you know raising our hands, closing our eyes, and singing. I can sing of the love, your love forever, forever. Uh, you know, nine hundred times in a row. Like that. That has become how we practice worship. That's how we think of when we say worship. But that really isn't. Uh, I hate to say this biblically. What worship is, um, because worship really is more about the way, especially in the New Testament, it gets it gets clarified as the way you live your life, right? Romans 12 is, you know, our response to God's incredible love and mercy to us is, you know, therefore, in view of God's mercy, uh, submit yourself to God as a living sacrifice, which is your acceptable act of worship. That's worship. So it's how you live your life. Um, and so if, if by that, if you're talking about that kind of a thing, I would say, well, please worship as much as you can. That, that's the kind of worship we need more of. Uh, and I'm big on this orthopraxy idea versus orthodoxy. I think it's less about beliefs, more about our life and how we live our life, reflecting Christ. And so if that's what you mean by worship, go for it. But see, in my article, and I think in you guys in this, in this conversation, when we say worship, we mean singing songs to God. And so that's kind of what I was getting at in my article, like, please stop worshiping Jesus. Um, I pointed out that, you know, Jesus quite often would run away from people that wanted to worship him, ran away from people that wanted to elevate him and exalt him. Um, and um, it actually came from a conversation I had with a friend of mine. We were having breakfast together and he brought it up. He said, you know, if, if uh, Jesus is the best picture we have of what the father is like, and if Jesus is like, kind of like running around not wanting people to worship him and trying to get away from it. Like if Jesus doesn't want to be worshiped, maybe God doesn't either. Like, does God want us to worship him? I mean, in the sense, like, here's what I mean, I guess, in that. I think it's a good question. And maybe if nothing else, we should discuss this question. The, the question is, does God want us, does God need or require our worship? And I think I would say that that question is different from, so I'm going I'm to concede something a little bit. I think that question, does God need or, or demand or, or command or require us to worship God, um, is different from, is it wrong for us to respond to God that way? Okay. And if you need me to clarify that, I will. No, I, I, think, I think that's good. I, I think, yeah. I actually think the real question might be slightly different than that, which can set up us getting getting into that piece. I think I think it's good for us to start with, how do you define worship? That's a perfect place to begin, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I'm on trial. Um, no, no, no. Yes, I totally. And we should agree. all answer that, by the way. Well, that's, no, I feel like you. I th- feel like you said it, Keith, which was how you live your life, like well, living that's the, out your life. Hold on, right, let the man right, answer. Right. No, he did answer. Leading no, no, the witness, leading no, the witness, Your it's, Honor. It's, it's he it's, did answer in no. his opening statement, <laughs> Jeff. Hold, uh, Jeff, Jeff. Hold. It's the next. It's the next question. Is that is. Keith, what you said previously, is that exclusive to maybe other definitions or examples of what is considered worship in the New Testament? And and that might be what Andy's well, question is, but I, I could let Andy... I, I like the way that. Andy phrased it. I just it. want you to tell me, how do you define worship? And, and you can interpret that question however you want, and then we'll be, feel free to criticize it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely <Good>. will. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. Well, okay, so so I'm gonna, I'm going back to the uh, the article that I wrote, and um, and so this is going to get into the Greek word for worship that we that we that's translated worship most often Proskynia. in the New Testament. It's it's uh, proskinio, 
and it's translated. So this is the meaning of uh, proskinio, which is, is translated into worship in our English Bibles. And the, the, the definition of that word is, and this is what I based my article on, the definition of that word is to kiss, to lower oneself in humility or reverence, to adore, to surrender completely to the other. And so you could, you could make a case, I suppose, for like, hey, when I'm singing worship songs for, you know, a, a solid hour, um, I'm doing that. I'm doing all those things. But I would say, uh, I think that what it really gets to, I think the kind of worship, if, if you want to talk about the kind of worship that God would, quote unquote, require or prefer, um, it's it's more in um, humbling ourselves, living a life of humility, um, adoring God, but, you know, doing what he says. Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say, right? So that's getting back to the Romans 12 definition. It's, it's um, submitting ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. And so this is when I uh, I pointed out in the article that, um, and this is another kind of shocking idea, but what's really fascinating is we look at that definition of, of worship in the Greek, to kiss, to lower oneself in humility or reverence, to adore, to surrender completely to the other. If you go to Philippians chapter two and look at what it says about what Jesus did, Jesus, it says, lowered himself in humility, became a servant to all mankind. He adored us and gave himself up for us. He looked upon us and loved us. He completely surrendered his life to us. He placed his life and safety in the hands of his earthly parents, um, completely gave himself over to them and their care. And then he gave us power over himself, even to the point of allowing us to abuse him and put him to death. So by those, by, by all those things that are true about Jesus, Jesus then worshiped us. So let's, because Jesus yeah. lowered himself in humility and reverence to us. He loved us enough to do these things. He surrendered himself completely to us and in every way. Now, that is way more interesting to me as a conversation than, you know what I mean? Should I, should I be spending time singing songs to Jesus? Right. So, let, so let's, let's kind of uh, take that. So if, if you're saying that Jesus worshipped us, so then the, in your view, the idea of worship is like, wouldn't that be diminished because from from let's just let's just say the standard definition of of uh, what Christians at large would consider worship is that we are giving to God something because He is a being that is far greater than us. Like that. That's why we worship God because He's not human. He is above us, and He created us. So there's a reason why we worship God. Um, yeah, because I love and serve mankind. Does that mean I'm also worshiping mankind? <laughs> right, right, right. So, so the definition of worship well, but, but becomes can distorted I, can I, at, at some Can point. I respond to that quickly? Yeah, Sorry, I, I, I won't let you finish, but I just, just want to insert a little thing. Yeah. That's right. So the relationship, you know, God is up here and he's greater than we can imagine. We can never be anything like God and we're way down here. And so that, that, posture and that definition that we just talked about of us, you know, um, lowering ourselves in humility and reverence and, and surrendering, those are very appropriate responses to very tiny, you know, insignificant creatures in comparison to a God and a being who's beyond all imagination. Well, we can't help it, but I mean, we can, our attitude could be not to do that, but that would be dumb because we're not better than God. And of course, compared to God, we should do that. But see, I think it's even more radically significant when 
when you flip that upside down and then God, who is way greater than any of us, still hum, God humbles God's self to us. Like that's the radical thing. It's, it's not surprising if we do it, because like you said, it's kind of, well, of course we're, we should. We're, we're still we're, in the question of what worship God. is then, though. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're still. We're and, st- I, and I also don't know if you if you deconstruct one piece of that, if that like if you if you take humility or or humbling yourself, if, if, if you extract that one piece, does that now mean that it is it is still like. I'll put it this way. What you've described, uh, maybe I can buy into that for a little while. But uh, but it sounds like you need all the pieces of the puzzle for it to work. And so if you just extract out one and say humility or humbling oneself, uh, does does it still work? Does, and by work, I mean, does it still count as worship? Oh, so what, 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 What's the missing part for you then, Andy? What well, would you, you say is you, the part that's missing? You described like five different components of worship. And then you okay, extract- Can I tell you what they are again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's nothing missing, really. It's to kiss- to lower oneself in humility or reverence, to adore or to love, to surrender completely to the other. Okay, so then I don't again, think there's anything so, missing. So do uh, I? Am I? But there, there does have to. It like you kind of also alluded to the fact that that we do recognize that there's a hierarchy of beings, right? Well, Scott said that, and I was acknowledging that that is all. That's. That's built into the relationship between, between an infinite being of God and a finite created being, which is us. That, so that hierarchy exists already. And so for us to, it's more, it's more obvious for us to do that with God. And we, I'm not saying we shouldn't do that because that we're already in this hierarchical position. But I would say it's much more significant that God would do that to us because that's not normal. That's that's the upside. But that down. He's not. He's not. He's not worshiping us. That's the thing. Is that he's doing things because he loves us. But it's that's not in worship. He's doing things because we can't do them. So I here's what I here's why I think the definition of worship is what's setting us, getting us in trouble. Yes, and that's why we're asking the because question. I, like, how do you define <laughs> worship? Well, I, right. I feel like I'm, I, as I defined it, I think I'm making sense. But I think I think. I'm detecting something in your response. Yes, when you Keith, say it's God, God is not worshiping us, God thinks you're going to hell. When, Wait, right. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I did say that. I did. Say so, that. so, so, listen. But I possibly. think this is what I think is missing. That so when you when you point out, listen, when God kisses us, when God lowers God's self in humility or reverence for us, when God adores us, when God surrenders completely to us, even though all of those things are definitions for the Greek word for worship, when God does worship because that's what that means to us that can't be worship and and the reason why for you it can't be worship because to you worship is to elevate something to the level of godhood and i'm not saying that's what god's doing well that i think could, that that's what al- you think worship is but that could also be the definition of a slave well yeah, yeah but that, but that, but that's uh, kind of the greatest the- among you is a servant of all well but that's but that's the point is that you it could be a slave it could be someone that you're you're you're, you're having domination over. It's like, you're going to do what I okay, tell you to. But that's, that's forcing it. Yes. I know, but, no, but, no, no, but either way, it. either way, that's the definition, that's the definition of what that is. So, so then, then that applies. I'm so, so if you apply this, if you apply a specific definition in a, in a particular way, then you can, you can come up with, with that. Oh, God is our slave. But, but the idea, so worship. No, I don't think so. Worship, I don't think that's, I don't well, think that's, well, 
Let's worship. Let's look at worship. So when Jesus uses the word worship, the Scott, same, hold the on, same hold word on a proskuneo. Scott, get, hold, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said a bunch let, of let stuff and he's, he wants to respond and you just go on to the next oh, one. No, let, him, let him finish. I want to hear what, I want to hear okay. what he's got to right, say. Keith. I tried, Keith. What? No, I know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. I'm the, I'm the bad guy. I get it. Wait, right. could we? I, and I don't care either. But I mean, we could pause <laughs> and uh, talk about our sponsors here for a moment. I no, just no, upgraded no. Zoom Go. on the fly. <laughs> while this, while yeah. we were sitting here, I upgraded I Zoom. Yeah. No, no, my point, my, no. So, okay. So Jesus uses the word proskuneo, right? As worship, right? Right. Worship. So there, there are times where in the New Testament where worship is used and people are worshiping God, right? They're worship or they're worshiping Jesus, and it's a it's a point in time action. They bow down in pro they proskaneo to Jesus. Yes. And yes. it's a point in time. The 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 magi yes. do it when Jesus is is after the resurrection, they they uh, see Jesus, he reveals himself to them in bodily form. So, you know, he reveals himself to Thomas. They bow down and worship Jesus, proskuneo Jesus. Yes. So th- these are point in time at worship, points of worship to Jesus. So yes. I, I, I think everyone, all the Christian community agrees that, yes, part of worshiping Jesus is a, a, your life doing things in action to worship Jesus. Yes, a living sacrifice. But there are also, there are also in the New Testament, that same word is used for point in time, bowing down and worshiping, quote unquote, worshiping Jesus. So it's just the the definition though is, is broader than only living a life of sacrifice. It also includes a cultic action of bowing down at a point in time in, in, so here's why I, here's why I would say here's why I would say I'm not sure I agree with you on that. I agree. So I agree with you. You have these two things, right? You you have examples where people do bow down and worship Jesus, or even angels, and they're told not to, but they do it. It's a, it's a response, and we see it happening. But then we, uh, but then on the other side, you have instruction. This is what definition, this is what worship is to submit yourself to God as a living sacrifice. In other words, you're being told, hey, everyone, this is the way you should think about worship. Now, yes, you do have examples where these things happen, but I would say you don't have a verse. I mean, if there is one, show me where God says, here's how you worship me. Bend your knee, close your eyes, bow your head, hold your hands like this, sing along with the worship leader right. for you know, no, an hour and a half. That's a, that's a bad criteria. Whether it happens, on, whether it happens or not is different from whether or not there's a, there's a command or an instruction that says in this way, I want you to worship, worship me. I don't, I don't see, you know, this like in the way I want you to worship me in such a way that looks like the way we define worship. See, so you acted like you, you act like, um, you know, people would, would say, yes, living your life is part of it. I would say it is all, it's all of it, um, more so than singing. If singing happens, I think God is like, that's nice. But, <laughs> like, like, but it's not what he wanted. It's not what he said. It's like, okay, thanks. Nice song. Good. I like that. But that's not what I'm asking you to no, do. But, but there, I have a comic that can make this super uncontroversial, but I'm going to hold on to it. Because no, because oh, I, like the controver- no, the point, I like the controversy. I like the controversy right now. Yeah, let it. 
the let, point, it, let it hang in the yeah, air. Yeah, the, point, the point is that Jesus accepted worship from people at at a point in time. All right. Yeah, Paul does wait, describe. Hold up, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Can I ask what Keith? Yeah, I just saw he raised the glass to his mouth. There's an orange slice in that old fashioned. It's an old fashioned, my friend, with All cinnamon. Right. Um, and, and wait, then, hold yeah. on. He, let him finish. God damn it. Let him finish. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Keith, can you tell us <laughs> what, you took, what you're putting in your mouth? <laughs> I, by the way, I'm not the one that said GD, so you know. <laughs> that's how strongly yeah. I feel about it. Well, Thank that's you. what makes a man just worship. What makes a man unclean is not what goes into him like an old fashioned, but what comes out of him comes like out of his mouth. GD. But, yeah. you know. I agree with you, Keith. Whoa. Keith, we're on the same page, buddy. For <laughs> once, fighting words. <laughs> Andy's been hanging around me too long. I'm sorry. So, what are you drinking, yeah, Keith? Okay. Um, I, an I am having myself an old fashioned. Like I just finished an old fashioned. So, now how um, do you make it? Okay. Um, I actually have a friend from our house church. Actually, back in back in when we were doing a house church, and um, he's is a bartender or used to be a bartender. And he actually made me a video and sent it to me and showed me step-by-step how to make uh, a great old fashioned. So here's what you do. I use Jim Beam uh, whiskey. Whoa. You can use any, any kind you want, yeah. Whoa. but um, I kind of think Jack Daniels tastes like bananas. So I, I think Jim Beam is the better, smoother one to, to use. And it's okay. more affordable, to be honest. Put a ton of um, the maker's mark is good. You know, mm. bullet, others are good too, but yeah. I prefer Jim Beam. Anyway, I like a rye. Um, that's my I like commercial. a rye. Yeah. And then um, you do, I think it's like a quarter cup of whiskey, um, a couple of dashes of uh, bitters. I think Angostinos yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that is the brand. Yeah. So good. You got to have the right, the bitters is the secret sauce. If you don't have the right bitters, it's not, it's not going to taste right. Quite literally. So you got to get the, uh, I think it's Angostino bitter, bitters and you can get them at a liquor store. I hope Matt Sather um, is taking notes because I think he makes, he makes a good old fashioned and this yeah. might make it better. We'll see. Keep going. Yes. You got to do, and then you put, um, you put, uh, what is it? Maybe a teaspoon or tablespoon. It's a tablespoon of simple syrup. Ooh. Although Wendy just made me a simple syrup with um, cinnamon oil in it. So it's got Ooh. a real nice cinnamon uh, flavor to it this as well. It's getting so organic, Keith. Yes. And, um, and then you have a, uh, you have to make a hockey puck, kind of like an ice cube, which I make by putting water in a ceramic, uh, no, a glass coffee cup. And I freeze it. And then I tr- dump it in because it fits perfectly in my glass. That is great. Keeps it cold. And then the coup de gras is you need a slice of orange, peel, oh, just the peel, fresh. And then you have to kind of you have to peel it, and then you have to kind of spritz it. You have to turn it backwards a and kind of get that little spritzy. spray out of the oh yeah the, the orange peel. That's what you want. And then you want to rub it around the rim of the glass yeah. to kind of make get the oils uh, on there. Yeah. The thing here's what makes an old fashioned great. It's mm-hmm. the it's not just the flavor. It's the it's the smell of yeah. it. Yeah. It has a, this kind of woody, earthy. You got the whiskey and you've got the orange mm. and um, sometimes you can put the cinnamon uh, cinnamon bark in there too, and it gets like a really Did earthy you say kind bark? of smell. Yes. Yeah, really cinnamon bark. Cinnamon bark. Yes. Oh. And uh, and then you can do this. If you go out to a bar and or whatever you buy an old fashioned, they will probably put one of these cherries in it. Oh you know, yeah, these really dark oh, small yeah. cherries, which are delicious, but they are ridiculously expensive. So I don't. Oh, buy I've them. heard about this. I don't know yes. what they're called, but I've heard about them. Wow, Jeff's excited the about special it. Super kind excited of cherry. about these cherries. More excited than anything tonight. <laughs> those cherries. <laughs> I got his attention with those cherries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to worship Jesus with those cherries. Anyway, yes, I am. <laughs> According to Keith, that that counts. <laughs> so, 
the uh, I, 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 we can get back to to the. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. no this, is this is far is more the, exciting. Yeah, no, no, Keith, this oh, is, is our <laughs> section. So we usually start off with what we're cons- what we're drinking. Bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit. Go no ahead. one gives a crap about. So I love that the old fashioned. Everybody's got the recipe now. So uh, Zach, what it's are not you drinking? Just about you, Scott. Easy Tiger. Yeah. I got a uh, astrophysics uh, IPA from Equilibrium Brewing Company. I chose it because it has ass in the title. <laughs> and, and exactly, I, yeah, exactly. and I, that's more bullshit. And I found myself, I found myself up in North Orange County. We're in Southern California mm. here, North Orange County, and I ended up at Beechwood, where they can all of the beautiful citraholics and uh, what, what's the other amalgamator? One? Um, oh, amalgamators! God bless them. And uh, I hung out with the uh, brewers. And it was fantastic. I got some photos with them. It was exciting. But I'm like, I asked yeah, them, like, sure. what's your newest beer? And they said, we got the Steely Jam West Coast IPA. And it is uh, it says Beechwood with Urban Roots. And uh, I'm going to read the little mm. little, labor, it's little label. It read, says... Uh, I don't even know if Jeff knows how to read. Read the Steely, little labor. Steely Jam is a hoptacular riffage using sustained chords of strata mosaic and mosaic cryo hops. Nice. That's reading, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I need to shout out real quick. Also, um, I, I do appreciate your breakdown of making the old fashioned because everyone's is a little bit different. We have another friend of the yep. podcast, Carrie uh, Robinson. Carrie Robinson. Ma- makes a mean old fashioned. And I would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention him. Yeah, he, now, what's so, the difference? Do you remember the difference in the... I don't know what exactly do what different? he does. Uh, I just know he brought us a couple uh, on one evening. And no, he made them out of stuff in my house and outside of my house, the orange tree. Right. Actual oranges yeah. from the tree. So oh, it, uh, I don't know exactly. His, also, it's kind of like playing... I, I think cocktail making, you could do the same exact ingredients, but depending on who's making it, there's yeah. something to... The love they put into it. It's like a guitar player playing the same exact yeah. guitar. But it's going to sound a little bit different. You mean in worship songs? That's good. G, C, yes, E minor, D. He's more Pentecostal than you are, Keith, so it came out a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, spirits, the spirits are a little stronger than you. Uh, and well, Scott, any, yeah. anything you want to say about your drink? I do have a question to get us back in. I'm drinking, I think too. Y'all, I think y'all don't even care about Whoa, worshiping Jesus whoa, whoa, mess, whoa. I will say that a fool. Uh, on the old fashioned, I had an old fashioned in a speakeasy in the city of Boise, Idaho, not too many months ago. You mean Boise? Boise. It's a French. I lived, I used to live there. I used to live in Boise. So did I. Yeah, Boise. So did I, Keith. Look at our connection. Really? Yes, 1989. Well, now, I, lived, I lived in Meridian, though. That's not Boise, Keith. It counts. Well, it's right outside. You can basically Meridian, listen. If you're Eagle, driving around, Star, if you're driving around Meridian, Star. you could accidentally turn a corner and you're in Boise. It's just, I live, like right on top. I live in Phoenix, California. <laughs> that's like, that's <laughs> like it's like L.A. Anaheim. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, you live in okay, Los Angeles. Anaheim and L.A. is well, the same thing. The but angels, South, South, angels think so. Yeah, South Orange County, Meridian and, and Boise are the same thing. Well, Meridian, whereabouts? Whereabouts? Uh, Keith? Shut, just a quick, no, hey, just a quick Jeff. side note. Just oh, a quick side note, because my dad lives in Meridian. Sleepy Jam is good. Steely. Yeah. Jam. So, whereabouts in Meridian, there, Keith? Well, do you mean like the street? Uh, well, just with the cross streets here, because <laughs> we you know, got you Domino's could, pickup here. You could talk to Keith anytime about this your is, personal no traffic uh, information no, or whatever. I'm never going to talk to Keith again because 
He is not <laughs> worshiping Jesus correctly. All right, let's continue right. this conversation. So Meridian's gone. One of the oh, can I? Sure. Can I? Sorry, before we jump into the, into the no. back, right back into the theological thing, can we stay on alcohol for a second? Yeah, absolutely. That's Jesus fine. loved for a second. alcohol. He did. Really, he did. So I got to just tell the story um, about uh, part of my what happened to me this weekend. So I just came. I did this Misfits Theology Conference in Tulsa with Brian Zahn. And some other people, oh, um, nice. a lot of them I'd never heard of before, but they were oh, nice. phenomenal. It was such, I got some FOMO. So, so great. I got instant FOMO, Keith. What do you mean? Fear, Fear of missing, missing out. out. It's something the millennials oh, say. Yeah. When you say but Brian's you on, it, uh, yeah. You can, you can stream it on YouTube. Uh, I think it's on it's up on YouTube. If you just search Mrs. Theology Conference, it'll come up. But okay, but I got to give you a quick background. I'm sure. Southern Baptist. My background is Southern Baptist. I was licensed and ordained Southern Baptist. And obviously, I'm, I've gotten over some of my, some of that because I'm drinking alcohol now, and I'm and I'm freely telling you that because a lot of Southern Baptists drink alcohol, but they would never admit it. Is that the pastor right? I mean, in so Footloose? Like, is he Southern Baptist? Yes, exactly. Thank okay, you. It's like it's no like uh, the joke. The joke is um, Christians don't re- don't recognize Muhammad as a prophet. Jews don't recognize Jesus as a Messiah, and Southern Baptists don't recognize each other at the liquor store. Oh, yeah, nice I like one. it. So anyway. So anyway, I'm in, here I am in, uh, in Tulsa for this conference. Um, right when I show up to the ha- the family that's hosting me, I get there from the airport and I walk in the door. I just walked in the door. They handed me a bottle of red wine and poured oh, me yeah. a glass. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, okay, cool. Yes. And then this conference. So the conference is being held at an Episcopal church in Tulsa. And uh, we started Friday night at five o'clock and five to six on the schedule was happy hour. And there was beer and wine in the church. So we did. We started the conference with everybody liquored up, and then we walked in and had the conference. And I, I, it's blowing my mind. I'm like, these Episcopals. Now I'm not making this up either. So when the conference was over, so it was, it was Friday and Saturday. So then Sunday morning, um, you know, we they had church in church services in that church, the same building, and I went Sunday morning service. And before service, they were serving free. Uh, this is just part of the church. It's nothing new to the conference. Um, that, that this church was serving like free breakfast burritos to everybody. And so I go in, I get a plate, I get some breakfast burritos and sit down and they have a table serving mimosas for breakfast in a church. Love I'm it. like, these Episcopals, dude. I it think, sounds Lutheran. I felt, I'm I, for it. Bless felt, you, brother. Here's your breakfast Corona. I don't think my parents would have gotten divorced <laughs> if that had been the case. Like here, have a wine, then a mimosa. You know, I probably have more siblings. Too. Hold on just a second. Yeah, am I Episcopal? <laughs> I think I just became Episcopalian. Wait, I didn't even realize it, but I think I'm Episcopal. I'm Episcopal. I'm Episcopal. I'm Episcopal. I can't even say Episcopal. I didn't even realize it, but I'm so Episcopal. At some point, it happened. That's hilarious. Well, I, I felt, I felt like, I felt like King Agrippa talking to Paul in Acts. You know, it's like I told my friend, you have you have nearly convinced me to become an Episcopalian. I said, holding uh, my mimosa. <laughs> yeah, pinkies out. Paul, you're, you guys you're awesome. out of your mind, Paul. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, and you mentioned that you were Southern Baptist or Baptist, Southern Baptist. Uh, what is? Yeah. Do you have like a moniker you would go by now? Um, well, yeah, I made one up because I, I didn't like Ooh. any of the ones that existed. Um. I, in fact, for this conference, that's how I, I, they, they, they put me in the program. I was a regressive Anabaptist. Ooh. And what that means. Can, yeah. I'm not progressive. He's regressive so and a Baptist. 
progressive not or progressive. regressive? You are pretty progressive. Not progressive. Though. You are pretty progressive. I'm regressive. Regressive. Meaning I, I, regressive. I'm not progressive. You are. Um, to me, a progressive Christian is somebody whose theology started in the 1500s or the 1830s, like you know, dispensationalism or Calvinism. Yeah. That's that's progressive. That's new theology, and I don't I don't buy into the new theology. I think we should go back to the uh, historic Christian faith of the first, second, third century, pre-Constantine, pre-Augustine, uh, early church fathers. So I'm a regressive Christian. That's where I would want us to go back to that. And I say Anabaptist just because that's kind of the closest thing currently to what people can understand of what I'm talking about. Can you after the can, Reformation? Yeah. Uh, well, was it during the Reformation? Could you actually. could you could, give, could you give like the two sentence summary for those who may not be absolutely okay. familiar with what Anabaptist? Thank you, Andy. Means? Thank you. Okay, Anabaptist. By the way, if you want an example, just Bruxy KB. Look him up. He's uh, he's the, he's a, the best Anabaptist. I don't even know alive. what just I like that guy. Who? What's the name? Bruxy KB. He's the Bruxy? he's the uh, poster okay. child. Bruxy. That's a made up they, name. They can replay it. That's not a real name. No, it's not. No, you so made it's that a real up. Name. Shut up, Scott. And if you see him, if you ever saw him, you would you would think, wow, that guy is pretty cool. Um, so Bruxy KB, but um, I guess the two sentence Anabaptist is um, they are people who kind of go back to a New Testament Jesus centric way of living out their faith, following the Sermon on the Mount. They don't take a flat Bible perspective, um, nonviolence, loving your enemies, caring for the poor, all all that Jesusy stuff from the Sermon on the Mount. That's what Anabaptists are all about. Okay. Well, so okay, but but Anabaptists though, Anabaptists are they believe in believers baptism so they're saying anabaptist is you're going to be baptized again as opposed to being baptized as an infant right when you don't know what you're doing yes right. and, so that, yeah. that's what they like were that. against historically yeah i buy into that and, and it goes further because the the people who believe in pedo baptism so you baptize as an infant and then they, you have this anabaptist movement rise up well then you have the pedo baptists they start persecuting the Anabaptists, and then you have there's there and I forget where this was, but they end up they end up uh, 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 cornering the Anabaptist leadership in like one castle or whatever, and they starve them out, and the Anabaptists end up like they're they're in this castle surrounded, they can't escape, they end up starving, and they also end up like. Eating their babies, jumping off the buildings to kill themselves. Because, Is that when Daenerys sends in her dragons to kill them all? I mean, dude, which it's, episode it's of Game of Thrones was that? It's rough. My my point is though that Anabaptists were persecuted heavily for their belief. Yes, they were by, Christ- by the reformers. quote unquote Christians yeah. by yes. Christians. Yes, yeah, that's a good little not historical, a, good historical nugget. Not that, a good situation. No, but thank you for sharing. No. Thanks for the nugget. I like that nugget. I do too. Hey. History nugget. So I got Scott. A, I got a question. Let me, not that we can't do, keep going back and forth between Bible and here and now, but I got a here and now question related to worship for you, Keith Giles. Um, One of the words mentioned in your definition of the Greek word is adoration. Does, does a modern day Christian in America sing, expressing adoration through song in a church service? Does that qualify as worship to you? And I know that you don't worship through song anymore. So I, I, I'm interested in like why you don't and what was the Wait, moment. which question did you ask me? You asked him three questions I right know. now. Well, that's how I do it. You've been podcasting with me long enough. You I know, know how I do it. I wasn't I, even I, that critical. It's multiple choice. I will let Keith Giles decide. First, like the, pra- the practice part of it, like adoration. Does people yep. singing 
songs in church today qualifies adoration no. to you, Keith. And, and, and can I piggyback? No, 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 you no, can't. no, 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 you can't, no, you can't, you can't, I won't let you, it's I won't let you, I won't let you, it's, it's not going to happen. Answer Zach's question first, please. We'll get back Keith. to you, Scott. Hold we'll it. come back to you. Okay, so that's a great, I love that question, and I, I would say, you're right, This and this gets to what I was saying at the beginning, I think we can talk about the difference between what Jesus demands or expects or requires versus how we would naturally respond, okay? So, I personally don't think that God is someone who demands or expects us to worship Him. Like, it would be weird, you know what I'm saying? It would be weird, uh, here, here's an analogy, it's like, when my kids were little, and I come home from work, and my, when my little kids run out to me, you know, yeah. they're five or six years old. Daddy, daddy, look, I drew you a picture and here you are. And you look like Superman or Batman. And, you know, you're big and strong and you're beating up the bad guy. And I love you, dad. Here's a picture I drew. That's beautiful. I blesses my heart. I think it's awesome. I'm going to take it the next day. I'm going to take it to my work. I'm going to hang it up over my computer. I, I'm going to show it to people and go, hey, everyone, look, look what my son did. Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. And I think that's, that's awesome. That's a spontaneous expression of love and adoration from my child from a child to a, a father or a parent yeah it would be it would be sick twisted and wrong for me to say all right kids what you're gonna do today well i'm at work you better get, sit your ass down get some crayons i want you to draw a damn picture of me looking like some <laughs> kick-ass superhero when i get home i better look really damn good because i'm gonna right. take it home and put it on my take it to my work and stick it up and and i don't be embarrassed how stupid that picture looks if it, if it sucks <laughs> now that's not right right and i don't think right. god is say, is telling us you better love me this way. You better right. give yeah. me these gifts and give me these things. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think God requires it, demands it, or even expects it. God loves us whether we do that or not. And we're his children. But if we spontaneously just love him so much that we write, hey, I wrote you a little song, God. I want to, you know, sing it to you. Or look, I do this picture for you or whatever. And then I think it, the way it would, a loving father hearing his children spontaneously express adoration and love and appreciation he would say that's wonderful. That's beautiful, right? I guess what I'm getting at, though, now that to take it to the step further, um, is if we act like all I got to do is draw some pretty pictures yeah. and write some silly songs, and I don't, the rest of my life, you would never know that right. I love God and that I cared about other people or that I was going to follow Him. Like, so that's that's really what I'm trying to get at in my article is to point out. Hey, look at me. I'm singing some songs. I, I checked the box. I've yeah. done something. I would say, really? <laughs> yeah. Not sure. so, so because, so because you don't feel like God is, I, I agree with you. Like I might ha, having kids really helped me yeah. in my opinion, understand God in a very small way of just imagine like my position of power and authority over them and just like, would I, do I need them groveling at my feet? No. Like, would I want them constantly no. groveling at my feet? No. I, do I appreciate acts of service or adoration in their own little way? For sure. Um, yeah. So for, for you though, like w when did not worshiping through song happen and how, how has that changed your praxis in your everyday life, if at all? Like, how is that causing you to like, do you catch or, yourself with the practice better? <laughs> yeah, no. See, th this is a this is a really great question. So, and it's only Scott been doesn't think recently, so, but keep going. Know, um, it, 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 I think uh, it's a great question because it it's something that I've only felt strongly enough recently that I've kind of felt like you know, I guess it's almost it's almost like an experiment or a discipline or something like that in a way. It's sort of like 
okay, if I, <clears throat> if I took that singing part off the table, like, okay, I love God. I want to honor God. I want to work. I, I want to have this desire to, to worship God, whatever. But what if I couldn't sing? What if, what if that wasn't what I was going to do? So now this is building up, right? Yeah. I'm not going to sing about it. But so now, but I've got to release it. I got to express it in some way. Well, I, I think by doing this, now I realize the better way to express it. And I, and this gets to what I was saying, the things that actually the scriptures do say that when you do this, you're doing it to Jesus. When you do this, you're doing what he's explicitly told you. He wanted you, expected you to do this. Is what he expects, not sing me a song, you know, paint me a picture. No, what he said was, you know, when you feed the hungry, you know, visit the sick in, in the hospital, visit the infirmed in prison. So um, for me, I, I'm trying to do more things and practical things in my life and seeing that as my worship. And I actually, I think God absolutely sees it as worship because he said that's what he sees it as, that this is worship. Yeah. And to me, it's not only better because it's, it's, it's the kind of thing you do in private. You know, you don't make a big deal about it. Everybody doesn't know it or see it. It's just between me and God. But people are getting, hopefully, people are getting blessed as I'm trying to do these things, not to be seen. Like Jesus even says to this, don't, don't do things to be seen by men, then you've had your reward. So I don't want to do things to be seen. I'm not doing it to get credit or brownie points, even with God. It's, it's not like, hey, God, look at me. Uh, you know, I think God already knows my heart. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is find other outlets for expressing my love and appreciation and thankfulness for God in ways that are actually, um, again, I hate to use this word, biblical. I think this is more scriptural. Uh, way uh, to follow Jesus in this way. So that that's what I think is better. I would say, if nothing else, it's what it, it's better for me. And uh, and then the more I do that, the less I feel the need. Like, oh, I I need to go spend thirty minutes, forty five minutes singing. You know? So no, again, I'm not against singing. I don't want to make it. I don't want to make it either or thing. Like yeah. singing is bad. Stop yeah. singing. But you just did. I mean, go ahead and sing. You you, you, you know? have just been doing that, and you did it with your article. You made it an either or. That's the issue. You just spent a couple of minutes talking about this is how we do worship by our service in life. And then at the, so that's the question. That's so the I don't question think at hand. If I did do that, I have it open right here. So I'm, I'm looking at the article. Um, I say, um, I say, we need to emphasize that what we call worship today, singing about the love of Jesus forever and ever is not what the Bible refers to as worship. I stand behind that. Especially in the New Testament, where worship is described as making our lives as a living sacrifice to God, Romans 12 and Matthew 25. I stand behind that. And uh, again, reading from the article, even if you still think worshiping Jesus is the right thing to do, it's important to recognize just how much our definition of worship negates the actual definition of worship that the followers of Christ are specifically expected to practice to express our love for God through acts of compassion, mercy, and kindness to people around us. Until we do that... I'm not sure it will matter to God or to Jesus how many hours we waste singing. I can sing of your love forever, especially if we're not also spending as much or even more time showing love and mercy to actual people. Yeah. And then I'm just going to finish the only three more lines finish of the it. article. As far as I'm concerned, Jesus doesn't want our worship, but Jesus does want us to love one another as we have been loved by him. And ironically, that would qualify as worship, according to the New Testament. So that's the point I'm trying to make. I, I don't think I'm trying to say singing is bad. I even I give you the point. Like if you don't agree with me, if you still think singing is good, that's fine. But don't don't focus on that to the negation of all these other things that are way, way more important in my opinion. 
And again, at the end of the day, I guess it's my opinion. And if you don't, if you read the article and you look at what I'm saying and you read those scriptures and you don't agree, that's okay. You don't have to agree with me. Uh, so, Keith, I there's something about worshiping, and I mean singing, when initially when I was in church and I accepted Christ, there was something about song that it it penetrated my heart, my soul, yeah. and I I literally had no idea what was happening to me. And because I had lived a very dry life and I, and I had not, I grew up a Catholic, but I say I grew up a Catholic because um, I grew up going to a Catholic church and, um, but we didn't practice anything. There was no Bible teaching. I went to CCD and I, I thought it was funny because I called it Central City Dump. Like on Wednesdays, that's where I would go. <laughs> and and I made fun of Catholicism. I thought it was stupid. I wanted to just, on sat, on Sunday mornings, I just wanted to watch football, and then I wanted to play baseball and football in my backyard. I didn't want to go to church. Sounds like Zach <laughs> today. But, <laughs> but, he, he was making eye contact with me. But, but, in, but in my late 30s, not believe like not following Christ not like living a dry life and not knowing who Christ was I heard a song about Jesus and something got into me that drove me to live a life of, it struck a chord with you pun intended and it was so good and I I and it took me a while to to I surrendered that day like Jesus take my life yeah. right now yeah. and later on holding my hands in the air which I thought was so stupid like what are these people <laughs> doing these stupid people and I still remember going to church with friends and my wife would drag me along and I've told this in a story to many men and I I've said like who are these stupid people singing and holding their hands in the air. And at some point, I found myself holding my hands in the air, not to like some like, look, I'm holding my hands in the air, but just to say, you know what? All the people that stand around me, it doesn't matter. Like all these people are awesome, but really there's like some humbleness that in our ego, we let our ego go and we say, my ego is gone. Christ, I'm living for you. And I'm putting my, my arms in the air and I'm letting go. Yeah. And there was something in that, that in worship, it was like, Jesus, sorry, you've got me. And I, and it, and it was in worship, in song that God spoke to me. And so, mm-hmm. Um, in that I'm like, there's something, um, godly, some, something spiritual that it captured me and I can't, um, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I mean, I'm explaining it, but I can't, I can't tell you where it came from. And, and even, you know, Scott over the years has said like, dude, where, like, okay, I, I don't understand. And I'm like, I can't explain any of it. So 
it came from singing. It came from singing about Jesus, and 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 I'm not like saying, "Oh, uh, Keith KG, you're wrong." You're, like <laughs> it, there is something that we worship. We worship Jesus. So, um, and I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying there's something that we experience, as you said. Like, oh, this is my. This is just my opinion. I'm like, I have felt the Lord and yeah. like everything through uh song and it's where i kind of like find my my like jesus i'm with you i'm still with you mm. and as much as i've screwed yeah. up this week or this month or this year like i'm i'm still all in even though i might be screwing up right now i'm still all in and i know this is where you meet me and so um anyway if you were to pretend jeff i really love that and to piggyback yeah. on that uh, Keith, if you were to invent a question out of Jeff's uh, testimony there and give us a reaction to that, what do you think? Oh, Keith? yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I would love to. Because I, I love that, by the way, Jeff. And hearing you share that, I mean, I would say amen to everything. I, I mean, as you're telling that story, I'm like, yep, I've had that happen to me dozens mm-hmm. of times, maybe hundreds of times. And it's an emotional experience, um, too. Yeah, as you said, earlier. it is an emotional experience, but not, not. I don't say that to negate it. I mean, it's a beautiful, powerful thing when the when you feel. How can you not be emotionally, um, you know, touched and impacted when you when you genuinely feel like the creator of the universe just sort of spoke to you somehow through mm-hmm. this song, or this, or even just through his spirit, and then and you're singing that song or listening to that song, um, that he knows you and he loves you and cares for you and and cherishes you and like. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, of course you're going to cry or laugh or, or just be like mm-hmm. set free from right. that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel exactly the same things. So I, I think, um, so it, how do I, how do I explain it? I think it's sort of like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. I, I think you hear what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm saying and I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to emphasize. And it's sort of like, if we, if we had like a bar graph, right? Uh, it's like I'm I'm on my I have a real tall bar graph on this side for uh, uh, an expression of worship that looks like living your life, caring for the certainly, poor, you know. Certainly, a hundred percent. But then, with you. and and I have a pretty small bar for singing songs, right? And what you just shared, I mean, you're not. I'm not saying no, don't sing songs, but I'm saying I think it's for me, it's a lot less important than these other things. But I think you're not saying, Jeff. Keith, you're 100% wrong. It's not at all about that. It's only about singing. Uh, you're saying, well, yeah, I see your point, Keith. So it's like you would just have a bar graph that would be the opposite of mine, like, you know, 70-20 or 60-40 or whatever. It's So you you would you would emphasize at this point in your in your spiritual life where you're at. For you, that stuff, the singing part is very powerful, very impactful, very meaningful. And, and, not, and not to say I don't care at all about caring for the poor or serving or loving my neighbor. You know, I know you don't mean that either. And, but I'm not saying again, and I, I know the way I've written the article, it sounds like I'm doing a black and white, you know, all or nothing thing, but I'm, but I'm trying to write it in a way to kind of say, yeah, this is great. And I know we love doing this, but we, I think, in my opinion, I think we need to reconsider these other things that I think maybe we've neglected. So I, I don't want to I don't want to take away anything that you're saying at all. I mean, I okay. love singing, yeah. I love music, I love art, yeah. music, film, you know, right. poetry, all those things. Uh, I think God does speak to us through all of those things. They are beautiful. They are that is inspired um, and real and 
beautiful. It helps us grow spiritually. Absolutely. No, I'm. Um, go so ahead. maybe it's just a preference of sort of like where depends on where you're at in your spiritual walk at the moment. And, and it could ebb and flow. You know what I'm saying? Where I am right now, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't feel the need of like, I need to, I need that singing piece. Yeah. But hey, maybe a couple of years from now, I, I'll, I'll go back to that. And I'll be like, you know, man, I really need to just go somewhere and spend some time with people and just spend time in singing songs. Are you, um, and there's something about, so it's the uh, Sunday Christian, you know, oh, I went to church, looked good, yeah. I sang with everybody. And then I did not live a Christian life during the week. And I wore my Sunday hat. <laughs> right. And, yes. and so you wear a hat every Sunday, Zach. That's when, <laughs> when I, when I read every your, day and why, when I read your blog, I'm like, I, I think, I think Keith is just saying, Hey, we, this is not, this is not, that's not a life like singing right to Jesus and worshiping that way is not a life. You you have to go out and take action. And yeah. and you have to live like this life that like Jesus is like go with me and live a an amazing life that lifts up people that in ultimately will it's kind of like it'll go full circle. It'll lift up you by lifting up others. And and I think in in my spiritual life there was something about prayer and meeting Jesus whether i was running or whether i was at church and people were singing and i was singing and i was holding my hands up and i was like there was something like i that's where i met god and so when i read your blog post i'm like uh, there's like there's so much for me in my experience with christ that and also biblically like singing and this is like worshiping but within that i met christ there i met christ when i accepted christ i i meet god like when i'm singing at church or just in my car like i'm on my way to work to like lead 30 kids to like let's like do school but ultimately like let me treat you like christ like let me be like patient with you. Oh, really? And there was something there. Like this is the life I'm living, and and a part of it, a big chunk of it, gets plugged in when I'm at church or with or when I'm with men, and we're all like in it together. Um, you know, singing or you worshiping or praying together. There's, yeah, that's there's good, something Jeff. inspiring. I agree. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, so sorry. I, would, I, I, don't I, guess, to, I don't mean to make you no, know long good. Joe Biden speeches, but you know, go ahead. Well, <laughs> no, I, I can I quickly just Not respond super quick to that, and then uh, just to say uh, again, I, I think you and I are not disagreeing. Uh, not at all. I, I affirm. I affirm what you're saying. I think you know yeah, maybe a, another way to say what I'm trying to say is is to say yes, everything that Jeff just said, but. What if there's more? Like, that's awesome. It's great when you're singing and it's great when you connect with God that way. But hey, what if what you're doing, as awesome as it is, isn't even what, what they're talking about when they yeah. use the word worship in the New Testament? Like, whoa, as awesome as this is, this is like this little bit yeah. of worship. Worship is even more than that. I'm with there's you. There's more to this thing. Yeah. Uh, so then that's kind of what I'm wanting us to get is like, wow, there, there, this is bigger than we, than we made it. It's I more important than we made it. it. 
I knew it. And this is why I didn't say it up front because I wanted all this controversy <laughs> to come out. But I believe that what you were saying, it was a yes and. And I like yes. your bar graph analogy because that's true, right? Worship yeah. through song is important. It's love the Lord your God through all your heart, soul, mind, and strength that describes these different attributes and the ways that yeah. we can love God and love your neighbor as yourself, which is all these things are connected through all parts of who we mm-hmm. are as human beings mm-hmm. and how we interact with the world around us and with God and with people around us. And so I think what you're trying to say and maybe you got a little loosey-goosey in how you use the word worship. And uh-huh. um, there's a mild bit of forgiveness and a little bit of um, maybe judgment for using the <laughs> British spelling of the word worshiping with two Ps. I, I checked that out. Yes. like, wait, is this wrong? He used two Ps. But maybe P-P. it's because you were part of Soul, Soul Survivor and you were Soul around, Survivor, yeah. you were around so, Matt Redmond for so long that he rubbed off on you. <laughs> so... I, you know, so I, I guess, that, you know, again, instead of talking about how the sausage is made, <clears throat> when I write blogs, um, there is a bit of a polemic in, them, in in what I'm trying to do. What I mean by that is, like, there's a little bit of wanting to get people... You're being provocative. ...get their attention right. a little bit, you know what I mean, to kind of, like, provoke. There's a little bit provoking in what I'm doing. And so, you know, as we've been discussing it, like, well, yeah, I could have probably said the same thing by just going, hey, everybody, worship is awesome, but... You know, you could also consider this. Yeah. I could do that, and I'd probably get like five people reading it. You know what I'm you, saying? You went to school so in a way, it's the, sort of uh, like you went to school at the Jamal Javanji class of communication. <laughs> uh, I did, or and maybe I, and Jamal I, you know, went I'm, to the Keith I'll, Giles maybe. class of communication. <laughs> That's yes, no, but but at the same time, um, I believe it or not. I mean, maybe I'm just not doing it very well. Um, I'm trying to do less of that. And so I know that I'm trying to dial that back a little bit. So it's not like, I'm not just, I'm not trying to piss people off because that, that is once people are in the mode of like, they're just angry right? and they're just having these reactions, then they're not really reading anything. So I, I, I want to be intriguing enough in, in the title or in you know, maybe the first couple of lines to get them to go, wait, what is he, what is this? Yeah. What's, what's, what's this all about? Right. But, I, but I still want them to have enough curiosity to read along and go, Oh, Oh, that's what he means. Okay. That's what well, he's saying. Keith, I all want right, you so- to know that Scott, Scott is angry. Well, hold he's on. Very, that way. He's, looking at Scott. he's been nodding his head back no, and forth. Scott's not even here. Keep going. No, Scott, bring it. Hold on, Je- Jeff. Hold on. I got a question. Oh, sorry. I got a question. Realizing we, we, are you still good on time? You got like 15, 20 minutes, Keith? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm you good. feeling okay? He's got seven okay. hours if we're going to go like this. Well, I don't. But um, <laughs> I got a question about, so in, what would you say about Revelation? In Revelation, there are depictions of worship happening. Is that more just descriptive? It doesn't fall under prescriptive? Um, we already that, saw yeah. this. He's cool with singing. No, I know, but yeah. in terms of like, it. bro, he's okay with it. I know, I know, he's okay with it. It's a both it, and thing. What do you think the author is doing there? What do you think the Bible is communicating there? Is the Bible communicating like you should do this to God? Um, and what about Song of Solomon? That seems like a long song. Scott's lot, about to have a hernia right now. He's so upset. I'm throwing. Uh, I'm just saying. How do I get busted? But Zach's asking a question, and Andy, you bust him, man. Wait, oh, he, come on, McDonald, man. Uh, Sometimes it's so stupid. I'm trying to throw a little bone in Scott's direction because Scott did chill out after having the floor for the first portion. <laughs> um, I, Scott loves 
Scott wants to get biblical with with this stuff, and I know you don't. You're not against people singing, but what do you think the Bible is communicating um, in in Revelation specifically? Because it does seem a lot of Christians take that as being future people praising God, and a lot yeah. a lot of Christians think it's like praising God for all time, like that's what you do in heaven. Um, what, what do you think is going on there? What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, boy, we're just, we're going to go down this rabbit hole, peeling that onion a little more. Well, for me, Revelation is not a book about things that are going to happen in the future. Um, I think, I think, um, I mean, it's, it tells you in first, the very first chapter, um, it, Jesus appears to John and says, write these things down that will soon come to pass quickly you know, all the languages, this is going to happen very soon. The time is near. Uh, the time is at hand. These things will happen quickly. And, uh, and in my opinion, they did in AD 70. And so it's right. He's using apocalyptic hyperbole, uh, which was a very common style of writing, Jewish uh, style of writing, you know, uh, prophetic literature. Very, just very symbolic, extremely metaphorical, um, and not about anything that hasn't happened yet. We're waiting to see happen in the future, but they are things that did happen in their future. So when it gets to that part of that, though, that part of it, we kind of have this window into heaven. Um, I think I would, I guess in general, I would just say that the, those descriptions of what's happening in heaven with like the 24 elders casting their crowns and uh, you know, the vi- the, the vial with the tears of the saints that are being poured out on the altar and uh, all that, all those depictions of that. I, I, I believe all of that language is intended. And this all talks about there's silence in heaven for the space of you know, half an hour and all these things. I, I think it's just trying to give us this elevated idea of an imagination of what, what could it be like to be in the presence of God, right? You have these very weird creatures with different heads and four wings and six wings or whatever. And um, I think it's just meant to be this otherworldly you know, like, whoa, this is this reality far beyond anything we could ever ex- experience in our minds here. Um, Keith, I got to tell you. You know what I'm saying? I just, that, yeah. that's kind of what I feel. Keith, I got to tell you, Scott is going to have an aneurysm. Scott, <laughs> go. he, may, he may explode right now. We need to let Scott go. I think he's got something. Here we yeah, go. He's got something. I mean, so to go back to Zach's question, I appreciate that, Zach, but but they're, they're worshiping God day and night. They stand before the throne. So it does. So whether it happened in seventy A.D. or prior to that, or it continues forever, it's like they're in heaven. The angels are there worshiping God, and I think that's the heart of or the spirit of what Zach's question is. Like that, that seems to be something a little bit different than what you're talking about there. All this, all the other things that we you said, but they're there day and night worshiping yeah. God before His throne. Right. And the reason why angels in heaven are not worshiping the way I'm describing it is they can't find any poor people there in heaven uh, to serve and, and <laughs> that's eat. And there's no one in prison. I actually There's no one in prison for them but to that's take a care different of. Because again, it's a both and. I'm, it's not an either or. So as I think that's, we got to that point in the conversation that what I'm saying is it's not only one and not the other. Uh, what I'm saying is Sure, if you want to do the other one, if that, if that if that's good for you, do it. But I would say, I think it's to me, it's very important to do the part of it that's not just you know, like again, you alluded to it, Andy. Like 
you know, the two of the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like the first one, meaning they're, inter- they're, they're connected, connected in this indivisible way. And that's to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, the, you know, this cruciform idea, right? Loving God, loving God is this vertical direction. Loving others is this horizontal direction. You, it's not only one or the other, right? But, but if we're all, what I'm saying is if we're only loving God, that's a good one. I love you. I love you. I love you. Now now turn to first John. Stop saying you love God. If you don't love your neighbor, your neighbor, right? You don't love your neighbor whom you can see. You're lying when you say that you love God. And so that's what I'm saying. If we're so focused for 20, when churches get together, this is what churches are focusing on every, every single time they get together twice a week, three times a week, Sing, 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 sing. Are they doing as much? Are they are they spending as much time um, doing the other things that seem to be super important and that are connected to you know? Show me you love God. Well, show show me that you really love God by the way that you love others. Um, that's what I'm I, I'm arguing for the other side of that coin, the other piece of that cross that um, that it's that completes the picture. So I'm not saying only one or only the other. I, I think I it would like be that. just as wrong to say. Right. Don't, don't, don't ever tell God you love him. I'm not saying that. I like that. Scott's asking, Scott's per- chomping Scott's asking, a bit. He's asking Scott's, permission. Scott's reclaiming his time. Yeah. Uh, jump in. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, Keith. Keith gives you permission. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. Um, Bless you, my son. Yeah. You may approach. Okay. Hey, yes. <laughs> approach. Oh, who's the judge now? <laughs> yeah. Keith, let me you just say, served. I'm worshiping at your feet by Ooh. giving oh, in to yeah. your... False to your authority and bowing <laughs> down and waiting for your permission. Yeah, I'm, I'm worshiping you, you, Keith. It's your podcast. You yeah. don't need my permission. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently I do. Um, no, but no, but Keith, <laughs> Keith, a couple of things though. Your but your article makes the distinction between two different types of worship, and you pick a narrow view of worship as 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 how you live your life, and you distinguish yeah. the, you distinguish that from songs. And singing singing songs to Jesus during the worship services. That's the issue. I think and, and you make that clear in, in that article that that there's a that this is what worship is and this is what worship is not. And 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 mm-hmm. what you just said on the podcast is different than what you said in the article. I think you need to make a retraction and or a correction <laughs> on Pathia or in the article because you do make that distinction in the article. Scott is right. You use the word, you define worship differently and you use it differently. It's very clear. It's very clear. I concur. It's, it's, it's it's very clear, but I, oh shoot. I forgot the other thing. I'm going to give back my time. Revelation? Was Was it revelation related? Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Revelation. Wait, Shoot, I don't even he know. He doesn't I have forget. to do everything right now. Okay, I forget. I, I forget. I'm going to. It'll come back. I do yeah. think, let's say Keith. Keith, I do think that. Scott has mentioned this before about like our words, like when you were speaking of the Bible, well, uh, Scott, what, it, what what would it be like if we're kind of our words? Are you going to let Keith casual. respond to no, what hold, Scott just said? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, no, but what is it, Scott, when you're a little... Um, Actually, no, he's right. We can't do, we can't, this isn't checkers. We can't king, <laughs> we can't king the question. Scott posed a question to, 
to Keith. We need to allow Keith to respond. Wait, Scott asked a question? He, yes. He, he kind of posed a challenge. Well, I made a statement. He made it a challenge a to I'm Keith. I'm not opposed to and you Keith, being okay. a question. Then, I think right. it's fair to allow Keith to respond to, to the challenge, which is... The honorable man from Texas. Will you, <laughs> and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but no. you're kind of saying that he got loosey-goosey yes, with, his, with his definition yes. of worship, and it bounced back and forth. Or even, yeah. even the inverse, that he got so specific with his definition of worship that he excluded okay. the other type of worship of singing praise extolling Jesus that he's excluding that from what worship is. So, you, so your article didn't didn't approach worship as yes and it's both of these things. It was it's either or. Yes. You're flip-flopping. So, okay. All right. That's the okay, that's so, the challenge. So so I um so I think what I did do though in the article which is also what I did do here was to present this distinction between the difference between what God requires and wants and demands versus our normal reaction. So I said, you know, um, what if Jesus doesn't want us to worship him? Uh, so that's, that I, again, I, my point is that our worship isn't something he demands in, this, in, the, in the singing part of it, right? The singing it's worship. wonderful if we do it. I said that, right? If, yeah. if, if, if we sing a song to him or paint him a picture or whatever we do to express our spontaneous love for him, God goes, hey, that's great. Love it. But if you do that and you don't, like I, I said in the article, um, you know, what if we're subconsciously, well, let me say, I say, um, you know, we love, love, love to worship Jesus. But what if worshiping Jesus is just another way to avoid listening to Jesus? What if we're all subconsciously choosing to worship Jesus because we'd much rather sing songs about how awesome Jesus is than turn around and love our enemies, forgive those who hurt us, bless those who curse us and do good to those who hate us. So I am asking the question again, but I'm, I'm framing it that way to get the reader to examine themselves and say, well, crap, am I doing that? And if okay. I am, then that's maybe, I sh- maybe, maybe I have the wrong idea of worship. I need to, I need this more holistic idea of worship, or it's not just this. It's also that. So that's what I was trying to do. I feel like there are places in this article where I, that is what I say in the article. What if it's not that he demands it or we're supposed to do it? Um, but that, and, and what if we're even doing it as a way to distract from it's so much easier to go and sing some songs and then, like we said, not not really do anything else. That's all. Uh, that's the part I really identify with. It's like in in the uh, the bar graph, the sixty forty thing is very helpful, but I think we we can transcend that even more. It's not like a what if you're a hundred percent. I love worship so hard on Sundays. That doesn't, love Jesus that doesn't in mean, love with Jesus. What's the difference? Yeah, that doesn't mean you you only have zero percent to allocate to the day-to-day praxis um and uh, and you've used praxis twice in this podcast which is two more times Ooh. than you've ever used it and that's your max or you can't use it okay again. practice no more <laughs> but yeah prax, but it could be it could be like yeah. it's very clear I, I i just love and i this is where i totally am 100 percent on board with you keith um it which is the if you had, we don't, thankfully we don't have to pick one or the other. We can, if we want to, but if what you pick is the Sunday morning experience and you're doing shit during the week, that's, that's, that's not good. No bueno. And that's, Thank you. and, and Thank so you. if you had to pick yes. one or the other, you would pick, Thank you. you you're more that's in line with scripture. If you're doing the thing as opposed to, um, singing about the thing on Sunday, but right. it's, it's, you're not, which well, doesn't feel that controversial. It's not controversial. Um, 
Although See, most Christians, if you ask them what worship is, they'd probably say singing songs on Sunday. Not the good ones. Probably, you know. No, and see, that's my point, Zach. And but you, you did, you, you said it exactly right. See, because I do kind of feel like the average most Christians, if I ask them what worship is, or or even just in general, when I hear them using the word, when they say, you know, I love, I really love worship today, or wow, I got to get that new worship album, or hey, I love that worship leader, or hey, we were we were in worship today. They don't mean the things that like Romans twelve. They don't mean I was living my life in this beautiful way. And, and that's why, like you said, Zach, um, I, fra- I tried to frame it in the article as if, if it wasn't this bar graph of 60, 40, 70, 20, if it was one or the other. And I'm, and I'm not yeah. saying it has to be one or the other. I'm saying if it was one or the other, which one do you think would be the most important one? And maybe for other people, it's the singing part. But for me, I feel pretty strongly, and that's why I wrote it this way. I feel like if, it, if you had to only choose one, I feel like. What fulfills it? What fulfills what God's expectation of us would be more would be like Matthew twenty-five. Whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. And there you go. That's yeah. fair. Scott. Scott has a question. I see that hand. I see that He's hand. Got a hand. He's got a hand. Scott, take it away. Is and I'm the, next. Is the hand uh, acknowledged? The, the hand, hand is recognized. The hand of God. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I see that hand. You have a hand. Well, see, so yeah. There, there's there there are. There are <laughs> A few things in the in, face involved in this, but but it's it's not about Christians today doing whatever. It's about what does the scriptures say. If the scriptures are are talking about the early Christians and what Jesus did and what the apostles did, if they were singing songs to God, where? Where do you see that? In oh, the book of Acts, do you, where, it, does it, where does it say oh, they were I'm singing so glad songs? you asked, Keith. So <laughs> Bring it on. I was Bring so, it on. Right. I, 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 have, I have a few verses. Now, I do have right. to ask permission. No, you don't. We're Go at for it. Hour, <laughs> we're at an hour 20. Oh, hour 20. Okay, that kind of permission. We're at an hour 20. But yeah. But, yeah. Um, but Jesus, Jesus sang, a, sang a hymn to God, the Father. Uh-huh. Right, and that that's in that's in. Well, it says they sing a hymn and went out went after the uh, Lord's supper. Right. Yeah, that's Matthew Matthew twenty six. Jesus right. sang a hymn, so yep. Jesus is singing a song to God, God the Father. Why wouldn't we imitate that? Again, again, uh, again. Yeah. I'm making, and I would I'm say making, yes. Sing I'm, songs. I, I'm not saying singing is bad and evil. I know. I'm. I'm, 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 sing. I'm again. I'm pointing back to your article, though, where you make right. a clear distinction, and that's why you think I think you need to issue an update on your article, saying, "Look, some people have said or have interpreted my article, saying, thinking that I'm saying no, you should not worship Jesus or God ever in song, because that's what your article portrays. It's clear your article does portray that." Okay, so that's so singing, so, so, so you, you what you got? Let me just make sure I'm clear because I I'm, I'm not against writing a retraction. I'm totally serious. I would if if you feel strongly enough that you feel like I misrepresented something that badly that that I need to you clarify. Should, it. You should feel that way. No, he well, just said I, I'm about to be convinced of it. So it just and that's why that. I'm asking you this question. So what would what specifically do you think I need to write an article to clarify and to say that you feel like I 
I didn't say or said the wrong way in the article. Well, well, because well, a- Andy made a point, and I don't know if you made it on the podcast, but he made it earlier. It's like y- you are you're you're making a a distinction a distinction between Andy. You s- it, it's a you define worship or you use the definition of worship differently throughout the article, which makes it a little tricky to track. And 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 the iron, if I'm going to critique you, Keith, it's the irony is that you're you are criticizing people for a narrow definition of worship when in your article you use a narrow definition of worship. Yes, yes. There you go. Yes. And, and, okay. And so so if I so to so to continue, Jesus, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Thank you for but, your but help, Keith, Andy. But, I'll clean but up. Keith, to Thank continue. So <laughs> Jesus sang us sang him sing a hymn to God. But but then Christians sang songs of praise or hymns to God. So Acts 16, 25, 1 Corinthians 14, 15, Ephesians 5, 19, Colossians 3, 16. They, 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 can I ask, can I ask, hold on, hold uh-huh. on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Can I ask you something though? In those references that you have, mm-hmm. what we, we have a references that they sang. Does it say that, does it call singing worship? Ooh. Okay. I think so, they just say that they uh, sang, and so, but, uh, I would say yes, they sang. Right. But does it say and they worshipped by singing, well, or that well, they sang? Right. Okay. Worship. So, I, that's kind of my point. Uh, that's a no, great point because no, Scott loves a, words. It's a good question. It's a good question. So, <laughs> but th- but this also goes into another question that I have is that. So let's say you replace. You didn't answer my question. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you just pulled a Scottism. I, I just spoke for about. Oh, I had 10 an answer seconds. back, but. I that can lead to another for, question, but but I just spoke for about ten seconds there. No, ten I, seconds doesn't matter. We, we gotta hey, what, we gotta what give you, space, guys. What do you? I mean, what do you want me to do? Well, Keith, Keith, Keith you, you you guys tell me how I should respond. No, no, you don't. He actually said, "Did they call it worship?" I I get that. I know I'm responding to that. What okay. do you? So what do you want me to do? Okay, go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. Did but they call I, it worship? I, but the way you asked, you guys, you guys tell me how I should respond. We just did. I'm, I'm waiting. We just did. Did they call it worship? Well, That's what the I was, question. What I, was, what I was trying to point out, Scott, was that, and maybe you weren't going to do this, but it, it seems like when I asked the question, you said, that's really, that's good. And that leads me to another question. It felt like you were getting ready to change the subject. So if you weren't and you were really going to answer the question, I'm sorry, go ahead and answer the question. I, I, I'm, I'm usually I just, the one accused you know. of not being patient, but okay. <laughs> okay. Right, right. So, okay. So, so it says, but a, so Acts sixteen twenty five. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to oh, God, God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So, yes. singing praise to God. So, wh- in God your bless. view, is praise different than worship? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's right. good. Did I right. say singing? No, Sing- no, no. What? No singing. Well, yeah, pray. praise. Yeah. Oh. Praise that was worship. my question. Praise it doesn't call singing is different worship. than worship. It is called P and W. Praise and worship. <laughs> yeah, Praise. or country and western. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, man, those are yeah. different things. I'm from Bakersfield. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, a little levity. So is praise podcast. is praise sometimes worship, but worship is not necessarily praise, or something like that. Well, that's yeah. Question for Keith. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I'm trying to make the point of. I feel like if all I had to go on was the New Testament, I think I would come away thinking worship is my life and how I live my life and my my, my okay. life is a living sacrifice to God and the way I show love to other people is the way I express love to God. That's worship. And praise is, yeah, we sing some songs and oh. 
we glorify God. Yeah. So what's the difference between praise and worship? Praise is singing. That's another podcast. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. One of them is singing and the other one is not singing. So we sh- so so you, in your opinion we should not worship God but we should praise God in song. <laughs> no, we should worship and praise. We, but we worship him by loving our neighbor, blessing us with curses, doing good for the saints, for the poor, visiting the people. Matthew 25. That's worship. Living sacrifice, living your life before God is a living sacrifice. That's worship. Do that worship and praise. You want to sing? You want to write a song? You want to do all that? Go for it. Again, I'm not saying it's wrong. I say what I'm trying to say in the article is don't just sing a song and think you check the box and I'm done. I'll see you next Sunday. Okay. So in your retraction, in your retraction, you should put (laughs) that in your retraction. You should put that. Look at don't when you're singing songs to God, don't call it worship. Call, call it praise. praise. Calling, call it extol, Because never do God. they say worship because when they're Keith, singing. Keith, you know, you know the definition that people have for worship. You know the thing. You know, you know what it is, and then you you discombobulate that in your article. So make that make that correction clear. Hey, you can praise God in song. You worship Him in your acts of service to other people, or maybe sure. you 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 confuse people. Well, you confuse Scott, that's for sure. No, no, uh, no, no. I'm sure you confuse him way more than just me. Oh, but this is when you need to have we, your drop of I know. Stephen because Furtick call, going, y'all confused, I'm most, confused. most churches, oh even the Southern Baptists, I'm not a Southern Baptist, I could care less about them, uh, but they call it they call, they call it a worship service. They, that's, that's I know what, that, and that's right. part of my problem, Scott. Right. Dang, so, man, that's, that's both of things. It's worship and service. So what is happening? There? Call, you should tell them, hey, call it a praise service or an extolling service. Is it weird that service it's is It's the in there? praise band. All right, Keith, go ahead. All right, I'm done. I mean, I'm oh, I didn't here. really have anything. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, no Keith, you no, know, we should call it the worship leader. We should call it the praise leader. All right, Praise Keith, and worship leader. Keith, I, I mean, I do think this, ahead, the, the definition of the word is part of the problem that I have with it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. And um, uh, so, like for example, years ago, back when I was in Orange County and, and we were part of the Vineyard, um, I did I did a, a a conference with David Roos, who's a worship leader. He wrote um, "Lord, I Lift Your Name on High," like one of the most popular worship songs ever written. And um, so we had this event, and I know people highly came heretical thinking, song, by the way. <laughs> anyway, so the, because it was David Roos uh, and Vineyard people knew him as a worship leader, um, I know they came expecting it to be, it was called the Heart of Jesus Conference. And I know they came expecting it to be a worship conference, right? So but they all show up. By the way, David never led worship during this conference once. He did, it wasn't, he didn't, that's not what he did. He just spoke about caring for the poor, loving the people in need and our acts of service before God. And that was our worship. And on the schedule on, on Saturday, for like, I had like a two hour thing and said worship service from like, you know, two to four. And I know people thought, oh man, two to four, we got to show up for that because that's when David's going to lead worship. Big concert. And when everybody got there at two o'clock, I said, well, now our worship is going to be our service. There's four tables in the back. You can sign up to pass out groceries to people, you know, people that are hungry over here living down in Santa Ana. You can go over here and sign up to this table and pass out bread and toys and things like this to lower income housing. Um, in, in, uh, down in Tustin or, you know, we had four yeah. tables that like you can go and clean up trash over here at the Orange County Rescue Mission uh, and, people you know, respond. beautify their property and all that stuff. So 
or go to the motel that we were at and have like a little carnival for the kids. We had a bounce house and ice cream and all that stuff and games for the kids. And so for two hours, our worship was our service, right? And now check this out. This was so great. So they kind of, I did a bait and switch on them. I get it. So they were all kind of like, whoa, but then like, what are you going to do, right? So they all sign up. They all go to their things. Two hours later in the evening, they come back. And all I had in the, in the evening service for this conference was one microphone on the stage. And that was it. And I went up and I said, and everyone got there and I said, if you encountered Jesus today, while you were out there in your worship service, would you just come up and tell us a story? We were there for like four hours, dude. People were coming up and crying, talking about, telling these beautiful stories, people they met, things that happened, conversations that they had, just beautiful ways. Same things that you're talking about, Jeff. Like when you're worshiping and, you, and God mm. speaks to you and you feel this connection with God, they were having those kind of stories, but with some little kid that they were t- talking to, you know, down in Santa Ana and living in these projects or something. And it was like, holy moly, dude, it was beautiful. That was, see, to me, that is worship. And I, I wanted, and that's kind of the why I did it that way. I wanted to get people's minds around the idea. This is worship. And I think this is what we, as the body of Christ, are called to do. I wish if we got together for a worship service, it looked like that for a couple of hours rather than singing some songs. And that's just my preference. I, I, I'm not saying don't do one, don't do the other. I love singing, but I think we've neglect, I think we've, we've, we've majored on one and minored on the other. And in my mind, that should be flipped. I like, I like the idea of worship through song as throwing the alley-oop to the worship of service. What if you did you that? What if you had like, what if you just got people pumped up and, uh, and feeling, I'm going to use some cliches here, feeling the spirit and it led directly to, okay. And signups are in the back. Let's go do this right now. Let's go do some service. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I like it. LeBron James is floating the alley-oop <laughs> of worship through song. And then Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis is jamming at home through service. And everybody wins. Everybody wins. Win, win. Uh, but they have a few losses. Keith. Shut up, Jeff. Keith, thanks for enduring the iron sharpening iron session that was this <laughs> podcast, I think. You know uh, what, guys? I love coming on your podcast. And I love, Scott, I love you. I actually love that you care so much about this and that you uh, that it means so much to you. And I and and that you bear with me and you your other your fellow podcasters because I know you probably feel <laughs> most of the time. Hey, I gotta tell you, Keith, Scott looks like he wants to shank you in the prison right now. <laughs> or or Scott, go ahead. Or would you like we'll to affirm Scott Keith? Respond. Keith <laughs> I have so many words that I cannot say right now. Because oh. <laughs> we're at no, no, I, I, no, thanks, I, thanks for coming on, Keith. Um, obviously, um, this is not our first disagreement. Uh, I've got you. No, you, you've come on our podcast. I, I think I've asked you've, you've allowed me to ask a couple of questions on on your guys' podcast on the Happy Heretic Hour. Heretic, Heretic Happy, happy Hour. hour. Um, Heretic Happy Hour. Yeah. Why are you guys so literal? What what did I say wrong? <laughs> sure. well, it was heresy to the right <laughs> heretic happy um, hour. Yeah, no, I I do feel passionate about this. I mean, this is this is a, I mean, this is a central topic. Go uh, Jesus! And so, uh, I mean, I'll continue to talk about this. I mean, this might spark me to start a my own YouTube life, channel or for something. A Shoot! Ooh. I mean, because I I do th- I think I do think that <laughs> it's got to be coming Keith, from Montana. Uh, I the think big sky I think you guy. do need to. 
issue a, a all right. A trash that's clear. That's mid made clear. I love Scott. Want to repeat it because Scott, I don't think anyone's listening. I love that no, you we, just you just like fit. You're like you need to retract. Like you're like the. The, you are the, you're at the gates of the Bible, just like, hey, I'm a Jeff, reader. I feel so convicted right now because <laughs> I'm thinking about all of our episodes. If I had to go back and make a retraction for everything oh. I said in the past <laughs> that I disagree with now, I'm, I'm in trouble Straw because man. it's a lot. Straw Zach man, would, I'm talking about Zach this particular would article. It's okay. We'll edit that Zach out. Zach would disagree with himself. But I will say uh, uh, there has been... Um, I have listened to some stories of the last couple of weeks, not with you men, but with some um, with people who are like uh, I like. Are you cheating on us with other men? No, but yes, no. These <laughs> uh, where people have said like I I li- I'm living this a life. Podcast is bullshit. Of fatherless, like I don't have a father, and I I and literally. People have said I've lived a life that I'm 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 fatherless, and yeah. there's something in that that it's like we need Jesus because mm-hmm. humans are going to fail us. So whether we meet Jesus in song or we meet Jesus in living life, like we're trying to help each other, and the fuel is Christ. Agree, yeah. Keith. I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. So I'm gonna leave it at that. So Keith, what are what are you doing? Um, you you've got like um, you've got like 14 books of the Jesus Uninvited series. Yeah. Are those all? Your, are those all yours on the on the in the back behind your you? Le- yeah, the, there they are. There they are, right there. Do you yeah. know that you so named Jesus, all your books the same thing? Yeah, and the newest one just came out. Jesus, um, okay. Out. Actually. Technically, it's not out. It won't oh be out God. until November 9th. Um, Wait, talk about it. Kindle. You want to talk about but, it? Um, yeah. Well, uh, briefly, I will talk about it briefly. Yes. Um, so the, this is the seventh book in the series, Jesus Unarmed. Um, and so I'm done with the series now. Uh, I will keep writing books. In fact, I've already got the next one. Um, I've, I've already two chapters into the next one. It just won't be called Jesus on anything. And I'm, I'm done with that series. I'm proud of it. I'm really glad that I did it. And um, and it's done, and I'll never do it again. So there it is. There's a series. Look at that. It's and, great. And, and, and the one uh, sentence, which is for the for the listener who's not familiar with the Jesus dot 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 series. Yep. Um, well, so it's the Jesus on series, and what I'm trying to do in each book is focus on one particular thing that I feel are are um, typically either topics that are misunderstood or um, practices in the in the church today that I feel um, either in some way obscure Jesus or prevent us from seeing Jesus uh, relating to Jesus properly. So I, I have a book um, on politics and faith. I have one on the way we approach the Bible. I have one on the church itself. I have one on um, the end times, <clears throat> the penal substitutionary atonement theory or the crucifixion, how we approach the atonement, um, the doctrine of hell, uh, you know, whether the eternal torment is, is, is that in the Bible and all that. And so, um, and then the most recent book is Jesus Unarmed is looking at Jesus as a nonviolent uh, Messiah who calls us to also be nonviolent. So, yeah, there you go. And so that's the series all all done now. Can you give us a sneak peek on your next venture? Yeah. When does Aslan show up? <laughs> um, <laughs> He's not a tame lion. Oh, sorry. So I will. Uh, I've been I've been 
keeping it a little secret, but when I, at this Misfits Theology Conference I was just at, the talk I gave on Friday night was the first time I floated out the, the ideas for what my next book is going to be, like in public, to, you know, so people could actually hear it. And I, I was like expressing it out loud to people. I don't think I've really blogged about it very much either. Um, so I've been kind of keeping a bit of a secret, but I, what I can tell you is it has to do with um, something. I, I, I haven't come up with the title for it yet, but I, it's in general, it's about embracing mystery um, and how, you know, the opposite of the opposite of faith isn't doubt, it's certainty. And um, I guess for myself, but I'm also trying to help other people kind of like re recapture a sense of approaching God with a sense of wonder and curiosity, as opposed to um, approaching theology as some dry, dead thing where we mm. got got in a box and all figured out. Because I think that's, I, I think that's also a wrong assumption, and we should probably better serve um, to try to kind of pull away from that certainty and rediscover some kind of a sense of awe and wonder and mystery and curiosity about God. Rad, thank you. He said in his Southern California. Uh, rad rad bro i love what you just said i saw god i do have a question about that but i mean if we're done and we could wrap I, it. We're done. we should wrap we're it well yeah. done should we wrap it with the final <laughs> segment which is what are you consuming so keith uh i'm gonna just i'll give you the benefit of the doubt that you're a constant listener and you know the details of all the segments on all of our podcast shows which is at the end we go through a little segment called what are we consuming and what are we consuming is just what are we watching? What are we been intaking? It could be anything from a movie to Netflix to a book. book. Rarely a book. What, no, what I'm you, kidding. Yeah. What's captured your imagination right now? Keith? It, could, it could be old fashions. I'm trying to think. Um, <clears throat> or I got a stack of books over there, but um, I think the book that, um, I'm reading at the moment. It's actually kind of research for the book I'm writing a little bit. So hold on. He steps away. If you, this, if you haven't read this book, I think again by Adam Grant. Um, and uh, it's got some great stuff in it. It's not, I'm really just finding some nuggets in here that have been really helpful um, to kind of what I'm talking about. It's a little bit of a businessy book, which I mean, I'm not big on that, but, but some of the principles that he's dealing with, um, approaching it more from a business side of things of like, like he gives examples of um, some businessmen who had great ideas and they were making lots of money where their companies were leading in their fields, but because they couldn't break out of their, their, what they knew was the right thing to do, they couldn't like sort of be nimble and listen and learn from somebody else how it all fell apart. So um, <clears throat> there's some really good stuff in that book. And it's just, that's been a good, fascinating kind of thing so far to read. So I guess I'd say that. And then quickly, I just saw Dune today. Uh, yeah. And I freaking love this movie. It's probably my next obsession. I gosh, I can't believe it. how great it was. In I saw the, it on IMAX, okay. and I'm going to see it again. That's oh, a, that was going to wow. be my question okay. in the theater or on HBO? Because oh, please, please don't watch it on HBO Max. Please, oh, shame. Oh. It's made, shame on you, oh, Zach. I'm already shame. done. I'm burnt. Shame on Zach. Spoiler it's alert: It's made to be watched on the IMAX with an incredible yes. sound system. The music, the score, the sound. Oh, it's just like God perfect. intended it's it to be. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the Bible. All right, Zach, what are you consuming? That was a great one. Thank you, Keith. I watched sure. Zoom. I watched Dune he on, watched, my, <laughs> on my small screen. He zoomed in to watch Dune when watch I was it. at the theater. You watched it on your screen like I, this. I watched right? it on my small screen with earbuds. It's great. Small, the yeah. smallest of earbuds. No, I'm just kidding. I have a good sound system. 
But I, I will, I, I totally agree with you. I was disappointed in myself, but it was a moment where um, my daughter and I had a little mini date night at, at the house and we watched Dune together and it was great. Um, but I did say like, I need to watch it again and I would prefer to watch it again on the big screen because it is, yeah, it is quite it. an experience. It deserves that. It's that yes, type it of movie. The set pieces, the, I mean, I saw, I saw something today about, um, Oh God, what's his face from, uh, from inception, the director I'm blanking on his name, Christopher, oh, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yes. Nolan. Talking Nolan. about how yeah. he's, it's one of the best, uh, practical and special practical and, yeah. uh, it's special seamless. effects together. Like it's one of the most impressive, uh, displays. So Zach, I think you should retract that you watched it on the small and you need to go and repent. I think and I watch will. it again the way it was supposed to be. You know, I will watch it again and then yeah. I will retract the fact that I watched it on the small <laughs> screen first. Thank you. I repent. I repent, Keith. Yes. Okay, I'm going I'm to piggyback off that because Zach told me he was watching Dune and he gave me, so we have a little uh, back and forth. I give him YouTube TV. He gives me HBO Max, and which gets, oh, there you go. Which gets me uh, Succession. And uh, it's mutual sin. Yeah, they're both stealing. Yeah, succession. Both stealing from each other. Horrible. Yes. Well, and, from the man and Dune. And so I did watch Dune. Uh, and my wife watched it with me, and she just she hates epic movies. I'm like, this is a big movie. And yeah. She she only got through like sixty percent, and she's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, how can wow. you go to bed? So sad. Yeah, it is so sad. But you know, that's the wife I married. Um, anyway, <laughs> hey, but she led she led him she led him to church. We'll edit that out. Did she get married before Netflix existed? We'll, yeah, we'll edit that out. My wife. How did you even Netflix? And my show? wife would completely agree. She's like, "This is stupid," but I'm like, "This is epic." And then she asked me yeah. the next morning, "So, did you finish the movie?" Of course I did. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Star Wars. It just kind of ended, and there's more, and I'm excited for more. But I yes. Dune, Succession, some you know masterpiece theater. I'm still like season six of Endeavor. It's just it's just continuing on and on. Anyway, uh, yeah. Scotty, Scotty, what what are you consuming this week? Hey, all your shit is bullshit. Oh, well, um, okay. Y'all y'all need to get toilet paper and food because we're about to go into something bad. Oh, he's so. Are you doomsday prepping? He's what? Doomsday. Doomsday prepping. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have a date? Do you have a date in mind or a time frame in mind when you think it's going to happen? Tomorrow. Go get your crap now. Why? No, no, why, no. When, why do you think everything is going to continue the same as it's always been? The last two years it, have shown us stuff is not going to continue the way we expected to. Y'all white privilege assholes. What'd you get? It's not going to continue the way. Y'all rich asshole gonna rice and beans. Think, yeah. How, what, whatever, how many months of rice and beans do you have? Whatever. Now? I got like six, man. And Shoot. then you got toilet paper for how long do you think? No, I need toilet paper. Oh, you need to toilet paper is in the in the RV. It's I got it. Maybe stored. we can barter, Scott. I got so much toilet paper. Toilet we can barter in the RV. I got to get more toilet paper. You're stocking up though. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like whatever we thought that was normal, it, it, there's no guarantee. Scott is it, prophesying right now. That it's gonna be normal tomorrow. You you. You know, we we think it's just gonna keep, it's just gonna go back to normal. That's not guaranteed, man. You got to think about all the stuff that's going on. Why do you think that you're gonna be the one in the history of time where things are just gonna go back to the way that you think they should be? 
I didn't we're think the most. We're I didn't the think most. I was, but okay. I'm. I'm. Maybe I'm not talking to you then, Zach. So you're far beyond all the other privileged asshole that. But I'm that, still a privileged asshole. You are. Yeah, dude. Dude, this is our West Virginia. In, wow. in, the, the, in the history of the world, so history, Scott's been consuming Alex Jones. In, in the history of the world, <laughs> in, the, in the history of the world, we have the most access to the most amount of resources ever in the history of the world. I feel it, like you're getting off the topic a little bit, though. This is my this is my segment. What are you no, consuming? Not anymore. Not, not anymore. I just want you to look at Keith because Keith is like a discerning father. He's like. Yes, Scott, you're off the okay, rails. Okay, so 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 let's go with the inverse. So let's go with the inverse. You conver- you're no. consuming. You 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 you're are preparing. you're stocking. No, you're so, stocking up. No, let's go with the inverse. Hey guys, or he's stocking. No, yeah. So the inverse is, hey guys, things are going to continue the way that you're used to them. Okay. Everything is just going to be available to Ken you. Ken and Barbie. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah. it. Things will just be available. Scott, are to you, you reading a book right just, now? Are you watching a YouTube channel? A TV show? Or are you listen listening to, to music that's really you're enjoying? Um, well, no, just I'm just saying. Think think about those those two different All ideas. All right, thank I you. Like those things. Those two different ideas. So for, I have, some, so I have one, a little bit of stock. So one, things are just going to continue. No, the you way already said so this, Scott. All right, them. cut his mic off. Think, think God about dang, it, man. <laughs> think about it. I love we got Zach it. and Scott. I love it. All right, okay. I've given the warning. Uh, I watched Dune. I took my wife to go see Dune. Thank you. She Andy. didn't love Dune, but my wife got, did. But we got. She didn't love it. I didn't say she hated it, but she didn't love it, okay. which is okay. That's fair. Also, Andy still loves his wife, unlike Jeff. She doesn't have. She doesn't whoa, have. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I love my wife to death. What? <laughs> I know. I'm okay. I'm okay. She doesn't have to love it. I, I was fine with that. But we got to. We got to be in the theater and sit next to each other and like, you know, it's a good moment. And we brought booze in to the theater illegally. Oh, so, oh yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Like adults. Uh, so that. Yeah, Keith is a Texas guy. We, Finished. We finished Ted Lasso season two. Oh yeah, very very wonderful. That that goldfish. Show, that show is heartwarming. It really? is. Yes. It is yes. heartwarming. I I really like it. I mean, there's weird stuff in it too, but whatever. It's heartwarming. Goldfish. And then the last thing I will say is, we started Friday Night Lights. My wife watched the wow. entire oh. thing over like three weeks. We we started where we started. Episode one, season one, Lindsay and I last night, yeah. and I think we made oh, it through like dang, six dude. episodes Holy in crap. a row. Wow. Well, it's made for TV, so right, so, so they're like thirty-five minute yeah. episodes. You can blow off a uh, quite a few. Anyway, dude, it's good. It's good television. Right <laughs> Scott is giving me the Scott. Scott is definitely he's in, in evangelical prepper mode. It's That's good. for sure. Anyway, uh, I I did like me some Friday Night Lights. Okay. Keith Giles, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you for you so staying much. up later than you said you would. We really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you for going to toe to toe to Scott. Listeners, if you want to get a hold of us, you can catch us on all the socials, Bros Bibles Beer at all the things. Yep. And uh, if you want to get us on email, it's Bros Bibles Beer at gmail.com. Correct. And Zach, where can they leave us a voicemail, which is a thing that we care about a lot? Anchor.fm slash BBB pod. Give it to us. Maybe you're on Team Scott, Team Giles, Team One of Us that's not Scott or Giles. <laughs> you know, give and, it to us. And lastly, the thing that 
If you don't do any of those, that's fine. Don't do any of those other things. Just do this one thing. Scratch which... your friend's back. Scratch your back next to you. Oh, old Scratch school. your friend's back. That's worship. And say bros, bibles, and beer in their <laughs> ear. Yes, just whisper it creepily into yeah. their ear. And I guess, no, 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 hold on. Let me just finish the one ahead, thing, Andy. Yeah, yeah, which right. is just share, share this it. podcast oh, yeah, with one it. other person you think might find this interesting. So just hit that little share button and send it to them. Text it to them. Do it from your phone because that, I think, the personal the personal recommendation is the best recommendation of all. We like reviews. Those right. are awesome. But just send it to one other person. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know what's great about this podcast as we land this plane is I hear feedback personally from friends of us personally and friends of the pod. And oftentimes there's a critique and the critique is always like a version of like, I was fired up. You guys should have done this a little more. And then for somebody else, you should have done it this way a little more, yeah. which is, you know, obviously we want to be good at everything all the time. But I think that th- these are good conversations that uh, hit people in different ways. And that's important. So share it. Tell us and pay us. We'll do it the right way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got, I got to say, I think I, I don't know if I, I think I was with you, Andy, and we ran into somebody at a brewery. Yeah. And oh yeah, and they were like, "You're G- you're Jeff, Whoa. like the Jeff, yeah, from, wow. from the pop- Bros Bibles of Beer." I'm like, "I am Jeff, yeah." Want me to sign your boobs? <laughs> but, <laughs> Which is weird because it was a was dude. Like, yes. <laughs> the the impact that podcasts are having nowadays, yeah, is there. There's something. Uh, if you're doing something well, if you're if you're doing life kind of through it, then it's a good thing. So. Anyway. All right. Thank yeah. you, Keith. Thank you, Thanks Keith, so much. On. Thank you, guys. Have you back. Thank you, you guys. Love you guys. man, KG. We appreciate you. <laughs> Heretic Happy Hour. Check him out. Keith yeah. Giles on Heresy. Happy House. Yeah.